Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Life with Chris and Tatum. What's up, y'all? We're glad you're listening today. (laughs) We're excited to share this with you. Before we jump into today's topic, we always want to just say thank you to all of you that are inviting your friends and your family to listen to our episode. It really means so much to us. It's an honor um, that we get to be a part of your week. Chris and I are the pastors of Life Fellowship Church here in McKinney. So shout out to all our fellow Texans, but to all of you around the world and other parts of the country, thanks for listening. Yeah, we are really elated about today's topic. And the reason why is because it's something that means so much to you and I. And uh, we're going to talk about how we how to find a, f- a future spouse. And I want to talk about seven qualities today to look for in your future spouse. Mm-hmm. Now, Tatum, how long ago was it that we started dating? Well, Do you dear, remember? we started dating in, of course I remember, February. No, you do not remember. We started dating in January. Well, I didn't really like you in January. <laughs> <laughs> we, we went on some dates, but it was really- We went on one date, and then you turned me down. I know, guys. For like four weeks after that. Yeah, so really, it was 1998. 98. Yeah. Yeah, that was a long time ago. January, February, 98. So, you know, a few years. Mm-hmm. Been a little while. And it was a season that we fell in love and we got engaged and then began to plan out our, our future together and, and the wedding and, and then ministry and what that all looked like. And I think some of these seven things we're going to talk about today... Uh, I wrote them down because I really felt like they were in the forefront of our minds, even though they weren't in a list per se. Yeah. But but we were evaluating these seven qualities, characteristics, yeah, core characteristics. while we were getting to know each other. And yeah. I think if you are aware of this, it would really help you. So whether you are single, single again, maybe you are a, a parent, grandparent, you can help those that are are looking for a future spouse to help them navigate these what matters the These most? Uncharted waters for them. Yeah. It's difficult in this culture and climate today. Yep. And uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun about uh, about this. I think we're going to have a lot of fun today talking about this. So um, let me just start off by just saying th- this: that I really think it's a good idea to know what you really want in a spouse before you begin a relationship. Absolutely. Yeah, if you sort of are just blindly dating anybody or everybody or nobody, you know, uh, it's worth considering what um, what am I looking for here? What what is the goal? <laughs> what matters the most? What should I prioritize? Who do I say yes to, or who should I say no to when you're considering going on a date or just getting involved in a relationship? So if if you wait until you're emotionally involved with someone, your judgment gets clouded. And oftentimes I've seen people make really bad decisions as a byproduct of that. You know, they say love is blind. And so after you start emotionally being attached to somebody, whatever. Now, oh, I just, I care about them. I love them. 
but you you you're not thinking where choices lead, feelings follow. Yeah. You're thinking feelings first, and now all of these other choices, choices are kind of a byproduct, like a and it's a disaster yeah. for. It's a recipe for disaster. It's the truth. So a lot of people they they wake up uh, one day in marriage and they they hate it, and the reason is is because oftentimes they weren't clear on what they really wanted. And so you've heard the old statement: if you aim at nothing, you're going to hit it every time. Mm-hmm. And so let's give you some targets. And so even if you are married and you're listening to this, these are some things that maybe you can. Uh, 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 they can allow some adjustments in your heart and how the how you respond and react with your spouse. Okay, True. but I especially want to talk to those that you are single. Where's all the single ladies at? <laughs> <laughs> all the single ladies and single guys. You know. So, um, yeah. So these are seven qualities you should look for in your future spouse. Number one. Okay is to be equally yoked, which is such a churchy term. So we're going to break it down for you, those of you who don't go to church or haven't grown up hearing okay. what is equally yoked. So can I explain that? Please, I'd okay. like you to. Okay. So a yoke is the middle of an egg. And when you... No. Stop. So you got to be scrambled together. And when you're scrambled okay. up together, then it's awesome. No, equally... <laughs> That's a- it's not at all what the term is. Okay, babe. For okay, real. So here's this is for real. This is this is Pastor Chris putting his his hat on, talking here. Okay, yep. <laughs> that other part was Pastor Chris <laughs> telling a joke. <laughs> Which, moving right along. Come babe. on. So the uh, uh, the Apostle Paul warned. Uh, he warned us about being unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And if you want to read more about this, Second Corinthians chapter six, verse fourteen. But a yoke was this uh, tool that farmers would use, and they would place it on two oxen, mm-hmm. and it's like it, a device that fit over the that would top fit of their over their their shoulders or, around their so that the two of them would uh, be forced, walk in tandem. Yeah, they would walk, to walk together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it would keep them uh, joined together, yoked. Yeah, together. So, so when that, they're plowing a field, that one can't wander off far to the right and. Like the other one, the opposite direction. It exactly. forced them to walk in the same to direction. Walk, walk together. Mm-hmm. And so think about that in terms of like present day. Imagine being tied with a rope to a person while trying to run your race. Mm. You want to go west. They want to go east. Think yeah. about this. How far do you think that you're actually going to get? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to mess everything up with the direction that you want to go. You're, you're going to both get frustrated because you're wanting to go this direction. They want to go this direction. Mm-hmm. Listen, when you when you find somebody, one of the qualities you need to look for is, are you guys yoked up, tied together, yeah. moving in the same direction spiritually. spiritually? And that would go so far as to say that is the first quality. That can't be like um, you wait to find out so many weeks or months from now, or it's sort of on the bottom of the list, but somewhere on the list, like that should be first. If they do not love Jesus. Wait a second, love, what, if they, what if they have a 50, 50 million bucks, 100 million bucks? I have money means literally like Good, you cannot be happy because someone has money when they are spiritually on their way. What if they look like a supermodel? Yeah. And beauty uh, fades. Yeah. You know? All the, yeah, I'm, I'm being Chris rhetorical. Being the, 
it doesn't matter what what they have, what they look like, any exactly. of those things. If you're not aligned spiritually, it's a recipe things are for disaster. Fall apart because you're gonna most people um, are gonna want to have children, and you're gonna have totally different views on what matters and how do you raise them and what is important. If Christ is not the center of both of your hearts, and I I feel like I would say that person should love Jesus more than they love you. <laughs> like a person who is so sold out to the Lord is going to love you well. And the same goes for them. If you are sold out to the Lord, the closer you both are to Jesus, the closer you're going to be to each other. And the more you're going to care for one another because he is your first love. He's who you're running after. Think about our relationship. If yeah. uh, if you you know, wanted to be in church and raise our kids in church and honor God with returning the tithe and, yeah, and you know, serve being involved. and be a part and of it. I'm of the total opposite spectrum. And yeah. I'm like, man, I don't want to talk about nothing. Don't yeah. you dare play any worship music in our house. Keep, don't. Yeah. And as listeners, all of you know, because so many of you either live in a household or were raised in households like that. Um, or maybe you're living in tough. that situation right now and it's a huge strain. It puts a lot of added stress yeah. onto what is already a difficult thing, you know, to do. Marriage is not always easy. Life is not always easy. And so being on the same page spiritually has to be a priority for equality in your spouse. Those that I know that uh over the years, that those that are even you know, in our church or whatever, they would tell you as someone that is looking for a future spouse, they would they would uh they would strongly tell you, find someone, number one, that you are equally yoked. Absolutely. Absolutely. No missionary dating. <laughs> You're not going to date someone and win them to the Lord. That cannot be your goal. And that cannot be allowed. Like, Be a friend to them, witness to them, but don't get involved in a relationship. Just can't. It just never works well, rarely. So that okay? was one of the things rarely. I saw in you, the fact before we even started dating that you were genuine in your love for the Lord and, and your your spirituality and your direction. And I know that you saw the same thing in me. Yeah, I did. And, we, and it was of paramount importance, especially for a guy that's in, that's going into ministry. Because you know, I tell people all the time, I couldn't just go date anybody. I couldn't just go find a, a, a future spouse anywhere. I had to find somebody else that also had a call of God on their life, which meant that my playing field was a whole lot more narrow. Which led you to me <laughs> and you, babe. Yeah. So make sure that you're going the same direction spiritually as the other person. And if they're not, everybody, you use this as a as a wake up call and as a voice of wisdom coming from um, us as pastors and also just as your friends. Like if you're in a relationship where you know this person. Um, doesn't know Jesus and it doesn't, you know, like isn't, that's not a priority in their life. He doesn't necessarily matter to them and it does matter to you. We are saying this is so important. You have to reconsider what your future looks like and yeah. what, so let what me just that say means like this. for you. Yeah. Wisdom always chooses the future over the present. That is so true. And so a lot, of, again, choices lead, feelings follow. Yeah. Wisdom chooses the future over the present. And I know that you're thinking, oh man, if I can, if I just around them, I'll, I'll bring them to Christ and all that. No, let God do that work on the inside of them first. Yes. Because I'm telling you, if, if they start feeling all these feelings for you, they're going to, they're going to, um, 
they'll go along with it for a season, but yeah. it's never been something real yeah. on the inside. Let of it. it be real Just for let it them. Be real. Let and it I be know real that that them. makes, for especially in today's culture, mm-hmm. the the playing field, <laughs> uh, who you have to choose from actually. Narrower, yeah, but you know we. God's as, able to bring yeah, the right person. Yeah, I was just going to say that we have and, to trust in that the Lord knows what you want and what you need, and um, He has someone for you who will be equally yoked. Yeah, and let me say this last thing before we go to the second quality, and I'll spend a little less time on this next one, but that's this: uh, the Bible says, "He that finds a wife finds a good thing." If you if you're not doing anything. To put yourself out there, to to get to know people, yeah. It, it says he that finds. You have yes. to go looking. You, you have, have to, to show yourself you have to have, like friendly and interested and available and yeah. talk a little bit, <laughs> lead a little bit. You know, step out there. And uh, I'm not saying be aggressive or get like over the top. Don't start stalking or be weird about it. But it like if you're interested, don't. Uh, sit back and just think for a year. I hope she sees me and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, pursue, pursue each other, find her. Yep. Okay. Here's number two. You need to have common interests. Okay. So it's really good that uh, if you're going to be connected with somebody, that you There's something you you enjoy. guys have commonality. <laughs> yeah. That you you have the same interests in these different areas. That they're common. That 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 really helps make a marriage. Uh, yeah exciting and interesting. I'm thinking about us, babe. In so many ways, we are complete opposites, <laughs> which doesn't fit well so with I our So I like to work right out. Now. Tatum likes to knit at <laughs> <Shut> home. <up. laughs> oh, gosh. I have always been an active person. When Chris and I were um, first dating back in 1998, I was still playing basketball. I played basketball for like 12 years of my life and love the sport, love the competition, um, just loved the team, all of it. Ran track. I played golf. I played softball. I bet basketball was like my number one. Um, so we've always uh, done active like things together because we both kind of like to move. We like and, to move, like to be active, yeah. like to go, go, go. Yeah. Anyway, but in a lot of ways, we are total opposites. But it is great. There are. It's so. It's so. Um, it's so fun to have something that we enjoy like doing. We like riding bikes together, and when we have time, we love to go mountain biking and hit some trails and just like, just adventure. It's fun. Um, so having something that you can find. We've even talked here recently about going backpacking. Yeah. I mean, like hiking. Like yeah, hiking. You, got, you, get, and... you hike yourself all the way out there, just Tatum and yeah. I. Find, we find ourselves a little campsite. Like Build a fire, miles out into the middle in the of tent. nowhere where your cell phone reception I feel doesn't... like that surprises people when they hear that we want to do that. But we have many times. We we'd, uh, camped a lot with our kids when they were younger. And anyway, it's a good time. Yeah. Now, here's what we're not saying. We're, we're not saying that you have to have the same interests, but you need to have some common interests. Yeah. Yeah. So Tatum, you you actually have this desire right now to start picking up painting and doing some some creative. Some I love creative, yeah, outlets. creative stuff. But see, you're creative. Chris is graphics creative. We're just talking about ourselves here for a minute as mm-hmm. an example. In different ways, we're creative people. I love interior design. I do enjoy painting. I just don't get to do it a lot. And um, and Chris loves you know uh, graphic design and appreciates art and all those things. So what we're saying is. Find something, look for something that when you're thinking about spending like the next 
60 years, 70 years of your life with someone and you think marriage and commitment, this is forever, what are you going to do? Like, what are some common interests that are fun? And sometimes it takes some years to develop and figure that out. When you're in the mix of raising children, having babies, you're not sleeping and life is just insane. There's some years that ebb and flow where you you don't have time (laughs) to spend so much time on common interests, but we're talking like we got couples at our church that uh, I was giving a salsa uh, illustration a couple of weeks ago about how you and I were yeah, trying we to took- do salsa and all that. <laughs> but we got couples that they go out salsa dancing every week. Yeah, they do. Every week. Or country line dancing, just doing something fun that you can enjoy your time together and you both are having fun. It's not like only he goes and does something fun with his guy friends and you go, yeah, there's time for that. But is there ever a time that you can do something as a couple and I think it's important to make. Yep. Uh, so number one, be equally yoked. Number two, have common interests. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number three. Is the same values. Have the same yeah. values. So ask yourself, what does that mean? Like when you ask the question, does this person have the same values that I have? What do you value? Like to me, I think integrity and honesty is really a core value. Um, when someone says that they're going to do something, do they follow through with it and do it? That's a core value. Are they kind? Are they like, ladies, pay attention when you go on a date with a guy. How does he talk and speak to the waiter? How does he like interact with people who um, like cut you off in traffic or irritate him? Like, are you naturally just a, a kind person? Does kindness matter? And I would say that's a value. So a value to us as well is, uh, and, and I'll ask this in premarital counseling, I'll ask the question to, to the couple, do you believe that the, the, the husband is to be the head of the household? Yeah. Okay. And um, we find as we look in scripture that yes, the husband is to be the head, the lead of the household. This yeah. is a value that we hold. Yes. That doesn't mean that there's dominance and I just, you just, no, we make decisions uh, together, but ultimately I'm the one that makes the ultimate uh, decision on that because uh, we believe in that value. And it's almost a, honestly, it's a, uh, people call it a a, a traditional family here in in culture, but it's, it's actually just a biblical. Yeah. No, we have Culture. to point everything that you value really back to Scripture, and is it anchored in what does God's who word Christ, have to say? Yeah, says that we should be, and how what how we should behave as human beings, as believers, as husbands and wives one day. So, values are super important and worth considering, and even just talking about. Maybe that's a good topic for some of you on your first few dates. Maybe not the first date, but maybe depending on how much you know. Like, hey, what what's important We've to you? We've got a couple what in the church. Say? They're business owners, and they they build these really cool venues, entertainment venues. They're building one down the street here from our our campus in the Allen side. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be the coolest thing. They they serve in the church. I'm not going to name them, but uh, on their first date. Um, yeah, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, tell them. <laughs> on their first date, the first question that came up, um, the the wife asked, and she said it just sort of like fell out of her mouth. She doesn't even first remember question. like why or how she, she did this, but she said, do you tithe? Like, do you tithe? I just need to know because 
that shows so much about a person's heart, really, where the Bible it's says- it's my value, and I want to make sure that- Where your treasure is, there your, your heart. heart will be also. So, and so he starts crying, and he's like, I've been- I, I've Waiting, dated, waiting for a for woman somebody. who valued tithe in the Lord's house and giving and being generous the way that I valued it. And for him, it was like he knew from that, literally from the first date- From the first question. I'm going to marry her. Like, this is who God has for me. So the first question you should ask on your dates, <laughs> do you tithe? <laughs> and, and if they say no? <laughs> well, you didn't make the cut. Hey, we laugh about it, but I'm telling you that show that reveals a lot. And it matters. It's a value of ours as believers because we go back to God's well, it's word. A, and it, it's, it's a value a, of mine. Like yeah. you and I would have had uh, some issues. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, if one of us wanted to tithe and the other didn't, I know a lot of f- friends and I have friends personally whose husbands don't support that. And there's some uh, back there's and forth. On that. Yeah, yeah, because she wants to and he doesn't. And that's why we're telling you today. So these are things that you is, need to look for yeah, in a future spouse. Important. And these are questions that, you know, when you go through premarital counseling, that uh, you are. Um, which everyone needs to go through premarital counseling, by the way, if you You are, are forced engaged to or, yeah, ask you, these questions, but mature couples will ask these these uh, real real questions mm-hmm. to each other. Before you schedule a wedding and probably get it's engaged. Just, you just hey, need I to like know. You and I love you and yeah. you know, I like your hair, I like your clothes, I like you know, <laughs> we're gonna have so much fun together and all that. Yeah, but let's get down to the nitty-gritty yeah. and, and past the small talk and, and the, the surface and the the pleasantries and the you know the, what's in your heart. Who are you really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's what are the values? Because you can have all that other foo-foo stuff, but if the values are not sh- uh, similar, yeah. And before your heart really gets involved, I would say these need to be asked because when you have already fallen in love and and this person then tells you, "I don't believe in the tithe. I don't. I don't support that. I wouldn't want to do it." In your through your lens, a blurred lens of I love them already and I want to spend forever with them. I can just put up with that. Yeah, and I'll be you right. will. Mm-hmm. You will compromise on things that you would not compromise on before your heart was involved. Right. So. And then there'll come a day that you're going to go, ah, oh, why did I do that? Yeah. So just, just this is some encouragement from some, uh, from some folks that are, Tatum and I that have been doing this for quite some time. So here's the fourth one. I hope you guys are enjoying this, and I hope this is this is good. So number one, be equally yoked. Number two, have some common interests. Number three, have same values. Number four, you need to have like-minded goals. Ooh, I love goals. You do love goals. Woohoo! Chris is like a goals guy. Set a goal, conquer it, win, move on to the next thing. Set a goal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about some goals. Um that are important in relationships, but also in marriage that should be discussed. Talk about some. Um, so one of, I think of one of the big ones is um, financial goals. That usually causes, could be a, a potentially like huge rift in a relationship if one of you has different goals than the other. So if one of you just thinks, um, save, save, save. I want to prepare for our future. I want to start retirement. I want to, set aside this percentage of our income and we need to be savers. And the other person thinks that is just insane. And what is the point? We have 40 more years. Let's let's spend it. Let's go on trips. Let's 
have experiences or buy a house or whatever. So it, that you can see. And both of those are are, are admirable. Yes. What matters is, is that you guys are on the same on the page, same pa- exactly. that you have the same exactly. uh, or common, not the same, but common yep. like-minded goals. Another one that's huge um, in planning for your future and finding a spouse is um, children, like discussion around family and what do you want? What does that look like for you? Because um, we have we have friends that they've just made it, they've made it their goal that we're not going to have any kids. Yeah, and there's others that want six, seven, eight, nine kids. Yeah, you want to make sure. Hey, <laughs> you're on the same page there. That's a huge. Don't one. wait until you're married to have that conversation or to see if this person that I'm about to give my heart to um, doesn't want children or just wants one, and you have a picture of five or six. These are important to talk about. Uh, and, and let me just say this: when it comes to goals. Uh, you know, one one of the things you do well at Honey is that I'm I'm a little more goal driven. That's how my mind thinks. I've got bucket lists upon bucket lists and things that I want to accomplish and all that. And you've done uh, really well at that when I've got goals or what have you that you come along and you support those. And then you have goals that I come along and and support yours. And yeah. though, although I would never maybe want to actually do. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to participate in my goal, but but you're supportive. You're always supportive. encouraging and supportive of it, and that's yeah. what makes a great team, a great marriage. When I can champion like the desire of your heart is to check some fun thing off your bucket list, and I say, "Go do it, babe!" Like or let's go do it. And go like, kill right. something that want that could kill that you. To kill you. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. I don't want to go or necessarily do that, but I'm gonna. Do what I can to support it, to help you, to encourage uh, you. We got uh, an elder uh, on our, our team here at church. Just 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 this uh, just recently, he uh, he went and ran an Ironman. Yeah. So his wife has no desire to run an Ironman. Yeah. However, she's there supporting all the yes. extra training that he has to do to do this. Because you don't just get out there one day and go, I'm yeah. going to go do an Ironman. Yeah. No, and then goes down there and taking pictures and cheering it on. Yep. Yeah, supporting a, along the whole way to reach that goal, doing it together, that makes... C.S. Lewis said this, you are never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. I love that. You're never too old to set another goal or dream a new dream. Okay, here's the fifth thing, okay? And that is, they need to have respect for you. Okay, so respect is a foundational stone for all healthy relationships, Meaning, you know, does this person see your uniqueness and God-given gifts and treat you as special? Or is this person spending all of his or her time trying to change you? That's huge. And I feel like in a lot of ways, these sort, this issue of respect shows up. Usually, there's little hints of it that you can see as you're spending more time together, getting to know someone that Number- if you are dismissing little cuts and jabs in a dating relationship where someone is just mocking you or cutting you down or when they get mad calls you really rude names words, yeah. and says things that or you tone all that yeah all of that yeah is pay attention pay attention to that because it's revealing their character in a way that when the pressure's on they become a different person they say things that they wouldn't normally say because marriage and life is full of pressure and if in your dating relationship or in the beginning stages of getting to know each other, 
Um, you're seeing little hints of things that think uh, that is disrespectful, but I'm just going to let it go by because he had a hard day at work or he, he or she can say that because of the situation they're in. Don't, you know, uh, don't dismiss that because life will be full of a pressure cooking moments and what's really on the inside is what's going to come yeah, out. And what you're looking for guys is a pattern. We yeah. all have moments of weakness. We all have moments. I'm glad you said that. It's this is pattern. important. It's a pattern. It's when it's continually. Now, let me say this though, that the number one need of a man mm-hmm. is honor and respect. Yes. I think people will get shocked when they, they hear, okay, the number one need of a man is not sex. It's not, it, it's not, a, it, it's honor and respect. And then the number one need of a woman is security. They want to know that I'm going to be cared for. I'm going to be loved. I'm going to be mm-hmm. uh, provided for. That's the number one need of a woman. And so, you know, make sure that you are, uh, ladies, that you are giving honor and respect. And guys, make sure that you communicate security, love, protection. Uh, protection. So, I, I ain't yeah. going anywhere. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And again, th- when you're looking for a future spouse, you need to find somebody that is. Um, that has that because I think uh, uh, you know I show respect to you, uh, Tatum, when I do show you that I I care for you, I love you, uh, I'm going to provide for you, I'm 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 going to look out for your needs, mm-hmm. you know. And when I mm-hmm. communicate that in in just you know everyday words, uh, everyday ways, really yeah, everyday showing wo- everyday way, yeah, ways, yeah. Um, it's like a mutual respect that can be given, but it's done in different ways. So yeah. Respect for me looks differently than it does for for Chris, just because the difference between men and women, mm-hmm. majority speaking. But um, yeah, so important that respect is a foundation of your relationship and your future spouse has to be, has to be. be yeah, when you cross that boundary and it's like you said, Chris, when it's continually crossed and it's uh, something pattern, that's yeah. a pattern again and again and again and again, that should be a red flag. I'm not saying when you lose lose your uh, cool, cool and you d- one time day, you yeah. say uh, you offend each other with a word or and something. And that's when you're quick to come back and apologize. Yeah, and yeah, apologize for that. But when it's a pattern, it's an issue. Uh, and because respect matters, it's so important. Yeah, especially, and your kids will pick up on that too. Oh sure. In the days to come. So, but because you're just dating, you don't have kids. No, I'm just kidding. Some, some. Uh, Here's number six, and that's too. character. Okay. Does this person have a godly character? Do they do they do what's right, or they do what's popular uh, and convenient? Listen, if you don't have character, you don't have anything. Mm-hmm. So make sure that the person that you are, you know, looking for in a future spouse. Yeah, that they are not just the real deal. One 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 way in front of you or in front of your parents or with your friends and then a different way. And you know, you you, you touched on this a second ago. Uh, it's it's when life gets, uh, w- when life is put into the pressure cooker, Yeah, that's when you actually really get to see the person's character. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell couples when they're first dating and all that, uh, you don't know who each other are because you're in that lovey-dovey, I love you, you're so cute and, yeah. and all this. Uh, let let some pressure get in there. Go through some seasons together. You know, what is it like when someone loses their job or doesn't get the pay raise or or has a tragedy in their family? When you've had some time that you've walked through a little life together or a little like real life, like not just I had a bad day at work, but living under 
Um, That's why it's so important to really listen. Get if, to know if you're them. looking to, to date somebody to to marry them, get to know the real them. Yeah. Don't focus on surface things yeah. because the surface things they're going to they fade don't last. away. Yeah. You need to find out who that person actually really yeah. is. How, how who are they when they're with their family? Have you spent some time when they're around mom and dad or with their siblings or something like that? Then you get to see like how do they respect or not respect? What do they? How do they engage with? Other I, people when they're not with you. So one of the things when we were dating, I, I loved is uh, I loved how when we would go over to your nana's house, I would mm-hmm. always I would love how you would always just go around and you would you would serve like when you and I were dating a little bit, you'd always yeah. come on over, and I thought, man, that is just so. Sweet. I grew up in the South, y'all, yeah. um, outside of Memphis in a suburb of Tennessee, and it was like. Uh, almost this expect expected. I don't know. I didn't quite know that it wasn't natural for everyone that um, that you like take care of people. <laughs> because my mom has raised me that way. I was spent um, much of my like week for many many years, most of my childhood with my nana and my granddad, and they're just sweet Southern folks who offer everybody sweet tea and you always kiss everybody goodbye before you leave to go get in your car. Like it was just a, I don't know, for me it was normal. First time I ever had uh, okra was at your nana's. I'm a nana. She always fried okra. And collard greens. Collard greens. Yeah. We had cornbread. And she had cornbread made Every in the week. same pan all, or yes. whatever. Remember that? I have the pan. Yeah. yeah I got and it. she'd always have Oprah on. Yes, she did. <laughs> Loved her some Oprah. Anyway. Um, Not okra. Well, she liked okra and she okra. She did, but what? You get a car, you get a car, <laughs> and you get a car. <laughs> what this conversation, we're going to turn it back around and point people in the right direction with is that Chris being able to spend time in my like family dynamics and see uh, who is this girl and how she's been brought up and what's her family like um, allows you to really get an understanding in some ways that mm-hmm. you can't get unless you're sitting in that environment with your yep. potential spouse, yep. just observing, like, what's what's family like to them? How do they take care of each other? What do they... And let me say this little thing here before I give the very last point, and, and that's this. If, if you're listening to this and you're, you have a call of God in your life for ministry, um, I would encourage you, find your call first and then your spouse. Amen. Don't don't find your spouse and then the call and try to make it fit the the call then because yeah. it's like that's it too late like doesn't that. work that way. You need to know okay God has called me to do to this ministry, whatever it to is to be a pastor mm-hmm. to you know missions or what what have you. Then you go find your spouse who has the same call. Yeah, don't convince in ministry, them. You're gonna have to find if you're in ministry. You got to find yeah, someone else. Yeah, they that need it, to. Ha- you have to 100. percent If there's a person who wants to marry someone who has no heart. For ministry, ministry, for the church, it will destroy your marriage. Now that doesn't mean that you couldn't go be uh, a teacher. Sure, you yeah. You couldn't go do... Oh, and, sure. Yeah, and, I worked for seven years outside of the church Yeah. in our own marriage. But my call, my heart was to support and to be, do everything that I can right. for the house, for the church. Yeah, I want to clarify that. That yeah. doesn't mean that they have to I, you work have at to the also church. be... No. In ministry as a... you know, Like full, working at... Working no, at, no, no, no. I'm just saying that your heart is called... In that way, that I'm gonna do this with my husband. I'm gonna support his vision. I'm behind him, uh, and the same vice versa. You know, it's really important. Otherwise, it will be destructive. Okay, here's the last one of these qualities: seven qualities to find in a future spouse, and that's this attraction. Whoop whoop. 
Seriously, you, that's you need to make sure that you find the other person attractive. I think that's a given, right? It's kind of fun to talk about. But I put we this like one it, last because yeah. everyone does this one first. Yeah. Don't judge and the, first the book one by is, its cover. You got to be equally yoked. Hey, everyone be equally yoked, be united together. Yeah. But you can't dismiss the fact that you need to be attracted to each yeah, other. Yeah, of course. So let me say it like this. Serving God and seeking him first doesn't mean God is going to give you a spouse that you're not attracted to. <laughs> That's terrible. Some people believe that. And then also the opposite is true. Serving God faithfully, you know, if I serve God faithfully, uh, he's going he's gonna to give you a, a spouse that is out of your league. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's not. That's not true either. No, he did that for me. Babe. He gave me it's you. not true either. No, but listen, God wants to give you somebody that you love inside and outside. Don't just settle for one or the other. Yeah, of course. Hmm? <laughs> of course, yeah. I'm thinking we don't have to. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're going to consider this person being your spouse, you need to kind of think they're cute. And maybe it means you can you you can um, Was it my- sharpen their style <laughs> as you grow together. <laughs> wink, wink over that, there to Chris. That's a little jab at me that's right now. That's not a jab. That's a little undertone. No, not at no. all. In a fun, playful way. It's truth, yeah. my love. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it sound bad, but yeah, Chris didn't have like too much style mm-hmm. when we began out in the early in the early years of dating, and, and I was and, and Tatum didn't have too much financial common sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, here goes the real stuff. But together. Together. We's better. No. I got gaps. <laughs> and you got gaps. Yeah, that's Rocky. Together. That's what Rocky said to Adrian we in one of the in Rocky gaps. part two. He said, hey, yo, Adrian, I got gaps and you got gaps. I okay. got gaps and you got gaps. And together, we fill in each other's gaps. That's right, y'all. And we make a beautiful smile. Make a beautiful team. Hey, before I go, let me just remind you again. The Bible says, he that finds a wife finds a good thing. If you're just sitting on the log and you're not doing anything um, to uh, to to get to know people, to um, to sort of put yourself rub out shoulders, there. to put yourself out there, yeah. don't expect people to come, you know, chase you and and and, and running you down. Uh, instead, you know, take this season that you're in right now and and work on yourself. You know, people say, well, I want I want somebody that is financially responsible and they're in good shape and they're they're smart and they're driven. They got goals. And if you're not, don't expect that person that has all those things to come. Yeah. You become what you want. Like if that's what you're looking for in a spouse, then work on becoming that yourself. I want someone that's just really passionate about God. Okay, yeah. but are you? Yeah, yeah. So don't just point the finger at other people and go, they have to meet all these I qualities and character yeah. things. Can I share something really yeah. quick? A quick story. Probably like 10 years ago when Chris and I were working out at the gym, we had a friend, a friend who... Um, I don't, he didn't come to our church. He was just always at the gym when we were at the gym. And we used to kind of just small talk this guy. And he knew we were pastors. He kind of teased us. He always called us Barbie and Ken. There's Barbie and Ken. He was really nice. Anyway, he asked me one day to find him a girl. Mm-hmm. Hey, you got a good girl? Find me a girl. And I was like, the good girls that mm-hmm. I'm a finder in the church. So are you in the church? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, come on. You're going to play that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you can't want a church girl and you not yourself not 
be a church boy, mm-hmm. church guy. So what what coming back to what you're saying, what you want, you need to be that. If you want a solid Christian, uh, passionate, in love with Jesus spouse, are you? Are you? Become that and watch what the Lord will do as you prioritize um, uh, His will for your life by finding someone that you can be equally yoked with and enjoy a life together. I love that, honey. And I love you. Love you. And I love doing what we get to do, speaking into people's lives every single yeah, week. And so today, fun. guys, this was great. We hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Take a moment and share this uh, podcast, maybe with somebody that you know that needs to listen to this. Like it'll save them. Some heartache. Today's, this podcast really could save people. Yeah, some heart, really A some lifetime heartache. of heartache. Mm-hmm. So do it today. Thanks for listening, Don't guys. delay. <laughs> God bless you, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.